Hey, sweet mama, do you want to feel patient and calm with your children? Are you sick of constantly overreacting, yelling, and even experiencing mom rage with your family? Do you find yourself up late at night consumed with mom guilt and remorse for your words and actions with your kids? Do you wish you could have daily alone time to feel restored and connect with God? There is a way to take care of yourself guilt-free and show up as a calm, patient, and kind mama to your kids. Hey, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm a stress coach for Christian moms. I'm a wife, a mom of four, and the daughter of the king. Want to know how to become present, peaceful, and calm mama? I'm about to teach you how to connect with God, master your mindset, set healthy boundaries, and be in control of your emotions. My friend, I pray that this podcast blesses you. I'm Elizabeth, and you are listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy Podcast. Hey mama, welcome to the show. If this is your first time listening to Emotionally Healthy Legacy and you are here because you're struggling with anger, I just want to say welcome. I also want to remind you, you are not alone in this struggle. There's many, many moms that tune in into this podcast every single week because they're struggling with the same problems that you are. You're a good mom who's having a hard time. Remember that. You're a good mom who's having a hard time. And today I want to talk about what is underneath your anger. Anger is a secondary emotion. It comes up to cover up something else that is underneath. Something that is more vulnerable that oftentimes we have a hard time saying or expressing. And today we'll be talking about fear because fear is one of the things that actually contributes to us feeling angry as moms. And I will break that down for you. And it all comes back to our mindset and what we think, because what we think affects what we feel and what we feel affects the actions that we take. And we will be breaking that down and I will be showing you how you can work backwards and create new thoughts and supportive thoughts that can help you that will reduce your angry reactions in the moment. So let's get into this episode. Oftentimes we think that anger comes out of nowhere, that it just shows up and we explode for no reason. But the truth is there's always a reason underneath. If you think that you have always been angry and you've always been just reactive, I want to challenge you and help you understand what is underneath that anger. Anger is a secondary emotion. I don't know if you've ever seen an analogy of an iceberg and there's a picture It says anger on top, and then on the bottom, there's like hungry, tired, feeling overwhelmed, stressed out, anxious, running behind, or whatever, like running late, especially for moms. Just had a conversation with a client. We were talking about running late out the door in the morning, out of the house, and how that's a massive trigger, and how she can help herself in the moment and proactively to reduce those angry reactions. And so... Anger is always a secondary emotion. Something is underneath that anger. And instead of judging ourselves and being mean to ourselves, saying, I'm always angry, I'm such a terrible mom, I'm always screaming and yelling at my kids, I will challenge you and ask yourself, I wonder what's going on. I wonder why I am yelling at my kids. I wonder why I'm reacting this way. What is underneath that? Because if you are 
curious, that will help you get to the root of what is going underneath your anger. So today we'll be focusing on one of the things that is underneath anger, and that is fear. Fear of what other people are going to think, fear of financial fear, fear of your kids getting hurt, just fear that is underneath anger. And so I will tell you a couple scenarios, and I think you will relate to them a lot, and it's going to make a lot of sense. For example, your kids are fighting with each other, and you feel angry and triggered. If you actually pause and to think what is going on, there could be other circumstances you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed out, but also you might have the fear that your kids will never get along. If you actually sit down and pause and maybe journal through, why does it trigger me so much when my kids fight? I'm afraid that when they grow up, they will never get along. And they're always going to fight like this. And there's going to be all this tension. So you have that fear. And it comes out in anger trying to get your kids to stop arguing, stop fighting. It comes out as anger towards them, right? But if you circle back, it's what are you thinking affects what you're feeling. And when you're feeling angry, oftentimes it's really challenging to remain calm and collected when you're feeling angry and out of control. There's another example. Your kids are not focusing on doing their homework. You said it again, you said it again, you said it again, and then you're starting to feel angry and reactive. And the underneath that is the fear that your teacher will think that you're a bad mom that doesn't help her kids with her homework or doesn't get her kids to do homework or just lets her kids just play around after school and doesn't care about academics at all. So your fear is what will the teacher think about me? She might think that I'm a bad mom and it's coming out in anger towards your child. Another example would be your kids being reckless doing things that are unsafe. If you have boys, you know exactly what I mean. And you feel angry towards that. You have an angry reaction towards that. You have the fear that they will get hurt. Maybe they will break their spine and they get paralyzed. You have anxiety, right? You have fear that you might have to take them to the hospital and you have to pay this massive bill when you are already financially struggling. You might have fear of what others will think of you as a mom, that you let your kids do X, Y, Z, the fear of being judged. So underneath that anger is fear, especially when it comes to our kids doing or not doing something. Do you see where I'm coming from? Another example would be kids not helping cleaning up the house when you have company coming over. You have a friend that's coming over for a play day and you're like, okay, we got to clean up the house and you're telling your kids to clean up and they're not listening. There's two things. You feel angry because you're not being heard. Your needs as if your needs don't matter. That's one thing. And then the other thing is you have fear of what your company or your friend is going to think of you when she sees a messy home. And so anger comes out as a protective thing to cover up that fear. That and the fear is underneath and the anger comes out as a protective way to protect you from those vulnerable feelings of feeling fear. What are people going to think about me? About me as a mom, as a housewife, whatever it might be. 
do you see how it all comes back to your thinking and how your thoughts affect the way that you feel and your feelings affect your actions and what you say and do in those moments. So you need to work backwards and you need to address those thoughts and redirect them proactively so then you can respond in a much better way in the heat of the moment. So a lot of these examples actually come back to having fear of others thinking that you are a bad mom. And let's say others do think that you are a bad mom. Are you a bad mom? That's my question to you. Are you a bad mom? I think you're a wonderful mom. And I think you're doing your best to your mental and physical capacity and emotional capacity every single day. And sometimes you're just struggling so bad. And when you know who you are as a mom, which is, by the way, one of the things that we really work on in the beginning of the coaching program, figuring out who you are as a mom and who you want to be. And if you know who you are and who you're striving to be, it really doesn't matter as much what other people think of you. I know who I am as a mom. I am loving and compassionate. I am understanding. I am empathetic. I am warm. I am adaptive. I am loving and kind towards my children. I know that's who I am. I am slow to anger. I am slow to speak. I am intentional with my words and actions. I know this is who I am. So I don't really care what my neighbor thinks about me. Because I know who I am as a mom, because that is who I believe I am, and my actions align with that most of the time, to my to the to the best of my mental and emotional and physical capacity, right? And so that's why it's so important to do this internal work, because when we do this internal work, it truly affects us in all these areas of our lives. So here's what we can do. We can understand that anger is a secondary emotion, that it comes there for a reason, to protect you for, from something. And right now, in this scenario, it's protecting you from that fear. It's wanting to cover up that fear, which is a more vulnerable emotion. I want you to know that you are a good mom who's having a hard time. And I already said this in this episode. Every time you are reacting in anger, there's a reason underneath that. You're just struggling. It could be spiritually struggling. It could be emotionally struggling, physically struggling, mentally struggling. You're just struggling. You're still a good mom. You're just struggling and you're having a hard time. And honestly, friend, you were chosen out of all the women in the world to be your children's mom. God chose you. Why? Because he knows that you're capable for this job and you are capable of doing your best and raising these kids. If you're listening to this podcast episode, it's because you want to work on yourself and you want to make these intentional changes in your life. Friend, if you want help with this, I have a 12-week coaching program that will literally change your life. If this is something you're struggling with, and maybe you've read books, maybe you've listened to podcasts, you've been to Bible studies, maybe you've been to therapy, and you're still struggling with anger and reactive anger and scary anger, 
that's affecting you and your family in a negative way. It's affecting your relationships in a negative way. Your kids are scared of you. They don't want to be around you. They're walking on eggshells around you. Maybe they're lying to you because they're afraid of your angry reactions. And you're seeing how it's negatively impacting those that you love the most. And you're actually ready to do something about it. You're actually ready to do the work because this takes work. It's intentional work. I'm here to support you. You can book a consultation call with me. The link is in the show notes. I would be happy to talk with you and see how my call Christian mom coaching program, if that is the best fit for you. And we will discuss that on the call. Okay, so here are the four steps that you need to take to start changing these angry automatic reactions that you have in the heat of the moment where fear is underneath that. So step one is recognizing why you feel angry. So take some time to journal through it and reflect on it. So today I reacted in anger when my kids were doing X, Y, Z. What was happening? What was going on? What time of the day was it? What was I feeling before that? Am I feeling tired, hungry, unsupported? What's going on? And what was I thinking in that moment when my kids did XYZ? What was I thinking? Because that will give you insight of what you were feeling. What's the feeling that leads with your thinking and the reaction, right? So what was your thought process? What are you thinking about when your kids do X, Y, Z? So that is step one, is to journal on it and reflect on it after the fact that it happened. So we'll help you understand why you did what you did. Number two is communicate with your kids why you want them to do something or not do something. And that doesn't apply to every scenario, but don't make it about you, make it about them. So if they're doing something that is unsafe and you truly have a fear of them hurting themselves, which kids definitely do stuff like that. I have three boys having a conversation with them, calling them over and be like, hey, you are doing X, Y, Z. That is unsafe. Here's what you can do instead. I get it. You want to do this activity. It sounds really fun and exciting. What do you think might happen? Not in a way to instill necessarily anxiety into them, but actually like logically think like you can actually truly get hurt when you do something like this. So how can you still meet this need of adrenaline and just excitement, but in a more safer way and like give them ideas and help them come up with something, redirect them into what they can do instead. Because sure, maybe they can't do X, Y, Z, but they can do something else instead. So that is one example. Another one is, for example, when you need them to clean the room, since that was one of the things that we talked about, and tell them how exciting it's going to be to share their clean room and share all the toys and play in the clean room when they have friends come over instead of this mess. And the other way to help kids clean up One of the best ways to do it is just to do it with them. Oftentimes, they just resist cleaning because they're feeling really overwhelmed. If I send you into a really messy garage right now and I say, go clean it right now, you're going to resist me. Even if you're a good Christian, you're going to resist me because it feels overwhelming. So it's not necessarily that they want to disobey you. They're just too overwhelmed to start cleaning their room. So you can go over there and help them 
and guide them and be with them as they're cleaning. You can turn on some music to make it fun, but they're a lot more likely to clean if you're doing it with them and there's going to be less fighting because you're going to be doing it together. That's just like a side thing. So those are some examples like redirect them like, hey, what do you think it's going to be like when you have a clean room? How exciting is it going to be to play with your friend in your clean room? Make it about them instead of like, I need you to clean this room because what is my friend going to think about me? Don't put the weight of your feelings and what you think and feel in that moment on your children. Redirect it to them and make it more fun. It is hard to yell at your kids, scream at them, and then feel guilty and ashamed of your actions and have tension. And it is hard to do things differently and rewire your brain and pick a different way to do things that are more helpful and maybe take a little bit more energy. They're both hard. Pick your hard. You're either doing one or the other, and they're both hard and challenging. And you get to choose which hard you're going to take. By the way, if you struggle with reacting in anger and then feeling like you're drowning in mom shame, feeling like you are the worst mom in the world, I have an amazing training for you. If you scroll down to the show notes and in the next step section, there is step number one. It is to sign up for a free training. It is a video training that will show you exactly what's going on in your brain when you're feeling angry, what are the reasons you feel angry, and how to break free from that shame cycle that you experience after you react and scream at your kids and how you can do things differently. So if this is something that you struggle with, I would highly encourage you to watch that training. It's going to be so, so helpful for you. Okay, friend. Number three, it is shifting your mindset. And we talk about this a lot, working on your mentality, what you're thinking. Are the thoughts that you're thinking serving you? Or are they creating more stress and actually leading to angry reactions? So shifting your perspective about your kids fighting, for example. It is normal for your kids to fight. They're learning. They're learning how to get along. And if you shift your perspective and you look at it from a different lens, that this is your chance to teach them how to resolve disagreements well, this is your chance. This is your chance to teach them. And you will see it as an opportunity instead of they are doing this to frustrate you or that they're fighting and now what it. What are people going to think about you as a mom when they see that your kids are not getting along or the fear of when they grow up, they will never get along, right? Shift your perspective because when you shift your perspective, you feel differently and you respond differently. Another way to shift your perspective about your messy home when your friend comes over, you can shift your perspective that you're a good mom who's doing her best to keep her house clean. Your friend is here to spend time with you and not check out your house. If you actually have friends who really care only about your home, maybe it's time to reconsider some of those friendships. Like, for real. My husband found this funny sign at work, and he brought it home for me and put it up by the door. And it says, my house was clean yesterday. Sorry, you missed it. (laughs) And I'm thankful that majority of the time my house is somewhat picked up and tidy, 
for the most part, in order for me to pick up my living room, my dining room, my kitchen, where let's say a guest would hang out, it usually would be less than 30 minutes for me to do it all on my own, just because overall I keep my home quite tidy and minimized and decluttered, so that helps a lot. When we talk about my kids' room, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> and so we'll just focus on, you know, the, the guest bathroom, not the guest bathroom, but like the regular bathroom that the guests would be using and the living room, the dining room and the kitchen. I can clean all that up within 30 minutes just because I try to keep things quite decluttered and that is really, really helpful for me. And number four comes back to something I already mentioned earlier in the podcast episode. Know who you are as a mom. Know who you are as a mom. Because if you know who you are and you know what your values are and you know that you're intentionally showing up as that kind of a mom, you don't really have that fear about what other people think about you as much. It's really diminished because you're intentionally working on becoming the better best version of yourself for you and for your family that you are so intentional with that that you really don't care honestly so if you know that you are loving you are kind you are compassionate stable empathetic warm adaptive patient calm understanding whatever these values are if you know those character qualities if this is what you value and who you show up as a mom for your family who cares what your neighbor thinks Even if your friend is judging you a little bit about your messy home, if you know that your values are to be empathetic and stable and compassionate to your children and this is who you are and what you decide matters more to you, then it doesn't really matter what the people at the park think about your kids. You won't have as much of that fear underneath. Sure, you might still have some fear, but it won't be as the driver as much of your angry reactions. I hope that makes sense to you. Okay, I want to recap the four things that you can do to deal with the fear that is underneath that anger. So step one is to take some time to understand your angry reactions and reflect and journal through it. What was I thinking in that moment When my kids did X, Y, Z, what was my thought process that led to anger? Okay. Number two, it is communicating with your kids, obviously based on the circumstance, why you want them to do something or not do something. And then teaching them what to do instead and giving them tools and redirecting them in a helpful way. Number three, working on your mentality and perspective shifts. Is there some thoughts and beliefs that you have that are not serving you and actually creating more stress, creating more of that fear that is creating more of that anger? So are there some beliefs that are not serving you? And number four, know who you are as a mom and what your your values are and what kind of mom you're striving and intentionally working on becoming. Because when you do, you really don't care as much what other people think about you, honestly. And I can truly say that even if my neighbor thinks that I'm a terrible mom because I have my kids play outside and 
my neighborhood is really safe and calm and I went inside to grab a drink of water for 30 seconds and I came right back outside and my kids are still there and my neighbor thinks, oh, well, she's a terrible mom. She left her kids unsupervised for 30 seconds. I don't care what he thinks because I know who I am as a mom and I know that I'm always doing my best to my mental and physical and emotional capacity and I know that I'm also intentionally working at being the best mom that I can be for my kids and I really don't care what he thinks because I know who I am as a mom. So if this is something you want to work on intentionally, friend, I already mentioned to you earlier in the in the episode, I have a program that is designed specifically for that. If you struggle constantly feeling angry and reactive with your family, I can help you. My program might be the answer that you've been praying for. The link is in the show notes to take the next step and book a consultation call with me so we can chat about if my program is the best fit for you to help you with your angry reactions. Trust me, you are not the only mom struggling with this. There are many, 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 I mean many moms struggle with it, if not all, to an extent, (laughs) right? We all feel angry, but some of us feel really intense anger and it's unhealthy and destructive and damaging. Okay, thank you for being here. I really appreciate you being here and listening to this podcast episode. If you found some value in it, if you found it really helpful, I would appreciate if you just take a minute and share this episode with a friend. I know it's sensitive. This is a topic we feel a lot of shame and discomfort around, but if you feel comfortable enough, I would appreciate for you to support me and share this podcast episode with a friend. All right. I also wanted to share with you one item, one Amazon item. If you stick around towards the end of all the episodes of this year, I share one item from Amazon that I've been loving and enjoying. So we used to have this a small handheld vacuum that for years that we used in our home. And my third son uh, in the evening after dinner, one of his responsibility is to vacuum the kitchen floor and by by the entrance and in the living room if there's any you know p- crumbs or pieces of things and several months back our vacuum the power went out in the house because there was a storm and there were some outlets that burned and some of the things that were plugged in in the outlet just went bad and that vacuum it just went bad and we threw it away and I got a new one a small handheld vacuum. It's around $50, but we've been loving it. It's been so good. It's so helpful because even my two-year-old can use it. And it's so fun because she actually thinks it's fun to vacuum up the floor. And of course she won't do a wonderful job or anything, but it's just teaching them. It's teaching them. And so teaching the kids to do that. So it's hand, it's handheld, it's light, and the kids can totally use it. And it's really nice to like vacuum the bathroom floor quickly or something and get the hair. <laughs> if you know, you know, right? So my friend, that will be linked for you in the show notes. Thank you again so much for being here. I am truly grateful for you and I hope this podcast has been a blessing. If you have any questions for me that you would like for me to answer, in the show notes, if you scroll down, there's a button there to submit a question. You can either submit one by um, just writing it out in a Google form or you can actually send me a voice message and ask a question that way. I would love to hear back from you and maybe I'll answer your question on the show. So thank you for being here. Until next time. Hi friend. 
Did you learn something new or found value in this episode? If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with one Christian mama friend who has young kiddos and could benefit from this message? Word of mouth is the best way to spread the word and grow this podcast. Also, if you enjoyed this podcast, would you please rate and review on Apple Podcasts so I know that this content is helpful and I can continue to create more episodes. This is really the only way for me to know that you are blessed by this podcast. I'll see you soon, my friend. God bless you.